Angel of Anarchy, 1936 to 1940. Eileen Agar, plaster, fabric, shells, beads, diamante stones, and other materials. When Annabel Godfrey acquired this piece, the first of Agar's works to be added to the estate's collection, it was not only because of her own interest in the sculpture. Both Annabel and her partner Giovanni Moon were longtime admirers of Agar, and she purchased Angel of Anarchy partly as a gift to them. There's a truth and honesty in it that makes me think of you, she told them upon the sale's finalization. In this piece, Agar anthropomorphizes anarchy into the angel of the title. A plaster bust of a human head serves as the base for fabrics of varying colors and patterns, which create the features of the angel's face. Visible beneath these fabrics is the silhouette of a nose, the curvature of lips, the twin depressions of eye sockets. Hair sprouts from the bus head, dark and unruly, but so too do feathers, teal in color, tufts of them bursting from each temple. The bust wears a loose headdress made from a variety of beads and shells. It is secured around the crown of the skull and hangs like a curtain, obscuring the bus's ears and the back of the head. All of this creates the suggestion of features and details, which the viewer may guess at, but can never fully know or understand. An apt design choice, for it is impossible to know a person, who and what they are, just by looking at them. Agar lends the figure a visual ambiguity that underscores this idea. The figure exists somewhere in the middle of that infinite spectrum between masculine and feminine, and maybe outside that spectrum entirely. Which is also apt. After all, if the stories are to be believed, isn't an angel something that exists outside of human reckoning? Something more? Something that transcends the arbitrary boundaries created by those who fear complex truths. So is it not fitting that the divine, if you believe in the divinity of angels, should exist beyond such strictures there is more in heaven and earth than is dreamt of in your philosophy, or so the line goes. It is a scientific law that the universe forever bends toward disorder. And here is an anarchist angel whose very essence and power lies in the denial of established order. Anarchy, therefore, may be the only real truth, for it acknowledges that order, structure, the rules, are only what is agreed upon. And that is a shifting, changeable thing. Thank goodness. Attention, Godfrey Guess. Attention. There has been a development regarding the unauthorized band of performance artists currently occupying the third floor of the East Gallery. One of the patrons that the group abducted has managed to escape their clutches. The following is his description of events. So, like, yeah, one minute I'm on this architecture tour looking at, like, fancy columns and whatever, and we get to these, like, floating platforms, right, and they look sick. So, I climb on top of one, even though the tour guide is yelling something at me, but whatever. And the floating platform starts, like, floating, right? Floating higher, I mean. Then before I know it, someone grabs me from behind, yanks me over a banister, and drags me into another room. And I'm thinking it's like, probably museum security dragging me to museum jail for climbing on the architecture or whatever. 
But then they throw me into this room where everybody is staring at their phones, like, in a weird way. Not the normal way, you know? Anyway, they tell us to take out our phones and look at them. Like, really look at them. And if we don't have a smartphone or ours is dead, one will be provided. So I do. I wanted to check the score on the game anyway. But then I can't look away, you know? Like, I want to. But I can't. My head won't turn. My eyes won't blink. Nothing, right? And I'm stuck like that for I don't know how long. Could have been five minutes or five hours. But then, get this. My phone rings. And my ringtone is the 1987 pop classic Never Gonna Give You Up, which is such a banger that it started snapping people out of their trances, myself included. That and the delivery of a new vending machine or something caused enough of a distraction for me to get out of there. I don't know if anyone else did, though. But hey, thank God for spam calls, am I right? The Godfrey staff are grateful to this patron for his detailed account of his ordeal. It has provided invaluable insight into the performance artist's plans. As always, please stay tuned for further updates. Got Your Shadow, 1977. Letitia Handford, Painted Plaster and Spotlights. Hanford rarely employed what could be considered multimedia elements in her work, but her sparing use of them throughout her career underscores their importance when they are present, and particularly so with this piece. Got Your Shadow grapples with the philosophical, the existential. It is therefore fitting that in the pursuit of such an ephemeral subject, Hanford incorporates light and shadow into the final presentation. The piece features the life-size plaster sculpture of a feminine form. The figure is nude, the plaster painted a deep brown, partly to contrast against the white wall that the figure faces, partly because the figure is meant to represent Hanford herself, and the color of the paint is nearly identical to that of her own complexion. The lifelike details demonstrate Hanford's usual extraordinary skill, but what is even more extraordinary is that the sculpture is perfectly balanced, without need for any additional support structures. The figure stands on the balls of her feet, arms extended down at her sides with palms facing backward. Her whole body leans forward, spine perfectly aligned. Her forehead almost touches the wall in front of her, but not quite. Her eyes, wide and searching, stare at her shadow against the wall, which is cast by the spotlight strategically placed behind her. Spotlights that forever fix the figure's shadow to the wall, no matter the time of day. Hanford often remarked at the difficulty in truly understanding oneself, of being able to see and comprehend one's own shadow self, as some have called it, the parts of you that lie hidden in the dark, hidden even from yourself. In Got Your Shadow, Hanford forces that shadow self out into the open, pins it to the wall where it cannot escape scrutiny. Perhaps it is an artistic act of wish-fulfillment, representing the kind of perspective that Hanford herself wished she could gain. But even this perspective, as demonstrated in the piece, hard won as it may be, is limited. A complication that Hanford acknowledges in her placement of the sculpture so close to the wall and the shadow cast upon it. For such hyper-focused examination precludes understanding of the larger picture, of the shadow's place and purpose in the larger whole. A more distant perspective is necessary for such a thing, a perspective that you, the viewer, have. 
one that the focused gaze of the figure may be peripherally aware of, but cannot perceive, not fully, never fully. For to step back from that shadow is to distort that shadow, to lose the definition required to examine it in the first place. No one then, not yourself nor anyone around you, can ever fully understand the deepest parts of you. As if there will always be some shadowed corners of the mind that will forever be unknowable, and which, perhaps, we were never meant to know, nor what may wait there. Thank you for listening to the Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. It was produced on unceded Tongva, Chumash, and Keech territory. Enjoying your trip to the estate? Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And consider telling a friend about us. Or two. Or three. Or everyone you know. To keep up with The Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide, or visit our website, thegodfreyaudioguide.com. For Godfrey merchandise, visit our online store, thegodfreyaudioguide.threadless.com. And finally, if you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash thegodfreyaudioguide. In addition to our various membership tiers, you'll also find full episode transcripts available as public posts for any who wish to read them. Until next time, friends, see you back at the museum. Hello there. Are your wandering ears by any chance looking for a podcast to settle on? Consider taking up a house on Little Street. The place is plagued with change and secrets, and house sales are frequent. Very few of them are haunted. Promise. You can enjoy any number of the homes on Little Street for the torturous cost of free by following Neighborly wherever you get your podcasts. That's Neighborly, spelled with a U, wherever you get podcasts. And don't worry too much about your neighbors. I'm sure they're all perfectly normal. <laughs>